Welcome to the Utah AF Podcast. I am your co-host, Jake Marino, joined by my other co-host, thus making the word co-host appropriate. <laughs> I'm, your, I'm your more lovely co-host, Jill Herring. You're Today objective. we're joined by my equal half. <laughs> <laughs> your half. My half. Curtis, Curtis, our our sometimes editor. Sometimes. Thank you, Curtis, for being our fill-in guest. We had a cancellation. <laughs> we did last-minute cancellation, but we wanted to talk to Curtis today because guess it's what? It's actually starts? very fitting. It, it guess what starts this week? Tomorrow. Uh, well, it depends on when it comes out, but yeah, like within hours of this recording. The 2020 legislative session starts in 2021. Oh, I know we lost a whole year there. But. Yeah, we did. But 2021 legislative session starts. It is. And, you know, we keep saying we don't want to be a political show, but right now that's really. That's where we're going. We can't help it, though. It's just that time of year. It is. It, politics is everything right now. We can't wait till February and then we can start talking about. People dying from COVID or whatever. <laughs> Good days are ahead. Boy, you really, you really know how to make someone feel welcome. Uh, so far, I've gotten, you're here because people are going to die. Um, I've gotten, <laughs> we don't want to be political, but we'll throw you on. Like, I just, it, it, it just warms me so much. No, it's, it's. Okay. Uh, you know we love you. Oh, I know, I know. Like, and honestly, if you know me, you know I love talking about this stuff anyway, um, and I will try my best. I will make a promise to you and the listeners to not get so into the weeds that I get completely lost and throw something at me if I start to. And listeners, if you hear me just kind of cut him off, it's not that I'm being rude. It's just that I know that he will go on and on about a certain topic and it goes so far over my head that it's just like, oh, elevator speech, Curtis, elevator. Yeah. It's, so, it's it's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. Anyway, but it's not a we problem. We do love Curtis. So Who loves Curtis more, you or me? Probably you. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You don't, have to, you don't have to live with me. That's the thing. No, I... <laughs> I I love my husband. He's been really good, and he's a he's a gem. Um, and well, Curtis, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Sure. How did you get started in the political world? Yeah. So so to start, just on the happiest of notes, nine eleven is how I got started in politics. To be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I was a senior in high school yeah. when that happened, and uh, because I was a senior in high school, I also did not really have to go to class, and so I didn't, and I would often cut class and go to McDonald's with my friends and read the newspaper, and that's when I started to kind of realize what was going on with the world, because there was a lot going on with the world at the time, and I... I I very early on became very vocal against uh, the, some of the policies that were being put there. And that's kind of what got me started. 
then I went to college, started off as a business major, took one class in political science and realized that that's what I wanted to do with, with what I was interested in with my life. So uh, graduated. Did you realize there's no money in it? Oh, no, I knew that long ago. And, and I suckered you into not realizing that. But um, so in college, had an internship in Washington, D.C., interned uh, at the Utah State Legislature, which we'll be talking about in a moment. Uh, worked on a lot of political campaigns from there, doing everything from campaign management, volunteer coordination, uh, uh, fundraising, events, uh, most recently policy advisor, uh, and and just kind of done things here and there uh, within politics. And then back in 2012, uh, me with, with a buddy of mine started a political politics uh, website Utah Political Capital, uh, where we started to really track a lot of bills and legislation. Had a podcast out of that. And then the, and yes, <laughs> and then uh, with the pandemic, we kind of shelved that. So you know, kudos to you guys for actually doing this thing because I just haven't had the wherewithal to put it all together. Uh, but have been commenting on on Utah politics and policy for, gosh, almost a decade at this point. Uh, and, and this is the time of year that, that Jill sees less of me because I'm just poor, like, well, this afternoon I was just reading bills True. and just looking at what they had to say. And that's what I do. That's what I enjoy. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I got started. That's where I this crap in his sleep. It is <laughs> the weirdest thing. Like he'll just think of something and then he'll wake up and he'll be like, babe. <laughs> and it used to be Kurt Bramble that he just, I remember he would be like, I don't like this guy because here's why. Mm -hmm. Or it was Carl Wimmer was the other one and he's no longer a legislator. And, but he used to just be like, it, I remember we were dating and <laughs> I mean, and this is funny to me because Carl Wimmer was like this super ultra conservative politician, but Carl Wimmer developed this friendship between me and Curtis with me and Curtis. And it's amusing because at our wedding, Carl Wimmer was there and everybody kept going to Curtis. Why is Carl Wimmer at your wedding? Like all these young Democrats of Utah. And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, Curtis, whatever you don't know, you're the one who said we should invite Carl Wimmer. I'm like, okay. It's almost good. like people in politics are people like I know. normal people that you can actually get along with other people for the I most part. An, it's it's interesting like these people can debate like knock out drag out brawls on the house floor and then they go out to lunch like as a kid um i grew up in the same neighborhood as congressman jim hansen and he would always tell us stories about these arguments that he would have with other congressmen. And he's like, and then we just go out to lunch. It's like no big deal. And so I think it was really interesting just to kind of learn that about other people that were involved in, in the political world and then see Curtis kind of go through that too with, with other people. I, I still can't get over that you cut class your senior year of high school to go read newspapers like why didn't you cut class to smoke pot like the rest of the normal kids i no, didn't i didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't either ever I never i didn't even touch it until after college like that's how lame i was like i know i 
<laughs> I would go to the McDonald's. I get a USA Today because that's just what was available, and I'd eat my. <laughs> I know, I know. And then I'd eat my, uh, uh, you know, egg McMuffin or whatever until third period when I actually had to be back. That's that's what I did. That's what, what I did. Class did you cut to go eat your egg McMuffin? Oh gosh, German was first period, uh, and then. Second period, I want to say, I think it was English, actually. So I just, I didn't do any of the language. That is evident when I have to edit your articles yeah. that you write. <laughs> I can't spell good. College, I studied uh, pool for the most part. Pool and Dance Dance Revolution. Awesome. Oh. So the legislative, Utah legislative session starts really quickly what are you expecting this year that's a good question so when the pandemic really started to pick up right during the last couple weeks of the session and then we had six or seven special sessions between then and that today yesterday uh and and i think now that things have come around to to the actual full-fledged session we are already starting to see with some of the bills, two big things coming through. First of all, a lot of responses related to kind of how the state reacted to the pandemic. More specifically, we're seeing a lot of healthcare related issues. We're also seeing a lot of pushback on the governor enacting emergency measures um, as far as during that session. The legislature as a whole did not like uh, how governor, then gov former governor Herbert reacted to the pandemic. So there are some laws or bills that are coming out that are being proposed that would are rain you in. some like regarding his lack of mandating stuff or his actually it's actually the other way around. They, the legislature for the most part felt like the governor went too far. Uh, and of so they did. of course <laughs> they did. So they're they're kind of pushing back on that and saying, no, you need to talk to the legislature more during states of emergency. Uh, another thing that we're see I'm seeing a lot of is is kind of a response to police brutality and um, kind of uh, how the the state and uh, for the most part they seem like good bills uh, that that say a lot more police training. Uh, there's a couple bills floating around on that. There's a bill that specifically requires law enforcement to say when they see uh, bad actors taking place. Uh, there's also there's also questions or, or there's also bills related to um, just interactions between the public. And there's been longstanding bills in the past, and we I haven't seen them yet, but I'd imagine they'd come up related to body cameras and things like that. Those have been perennial issues that. I think we'll have more weight to them. And then similarly, uh, one thing that we see a lot of on Capitol Hill is gun-related bills. Uh, and my gut is like, there's a proposal right now that says you can open carry at the Capitol. That's being proposed. Uh, and I think that in light of what happened on January 6th, there might be a little bit of a walk back on, 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 on opening up guns. I could be 100% wrong on that, but those are some of the early things I see. And then there's a bunch of uh, education bills. Uh, most recently, 
the we as the citizens of Utah changed the constitution to change funding for education, and now they're kind of backfilling that. So education's always talked about, and I think that will be another big issue. So I think so, those are some of the big ones: education funding, guns, uh, just guns in general, uh, issues related to police reform. Uh, I think those are some of the things that you'd see that you would not normally expect. And then again, kind of some health-related issues due to the pandemic. And for anyone who doesn't know what happened on January 6th, that was when Antifa stormed the Capitol. <laughs> That's right. I missed the memo. I was so sad. You know, I checked my inbox and I was like, oh man, why didn't I check it sooner? Yep. Antifa. I'm going to blame Antifa for it. It's Ed. always Antifa. Our technical difficulties that we had earlier, it's Antifa. It's always Antifa. So tell me if I'm wrong, but isn't it time for... It's 2020, so there's a new census. Aren't we going to redistrict and change our legislative boundaries now? And wasn't there a citizen initiative to make that independent or something along those lines? And then the legislature gutted it or did something. Uh, can you explain a little bit more what's yeah. the status of that? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 2020 wrapped up. We had our census. It's official. They're going through the counting right now to really hammer down what it is that here's who people are and where they are. And um, that information is then used not during the 2021 legislative session that we're in now, but the 2022 session. So next year. Uh, and that's when lawmakers sit down, redraw the maps based off a of population uh, and then decide. And gerrymander what, it. And gerrymander it. Gerrymander it to high hell. Yes. Uh, and to that end, uh, there was, you're correct, Jake, there was a citizen's initiative to update the rules around gerrymandering and, and, and redrawing those boundaries. Uh, and that is in place. That is a thing that exists in Utah now is an independent commission to, to come up with these maps. Now, what happened with that? The legislature didn't like it, so they gutted it. They basically changed the law to say, Yes, this independent commission exists, but we don't have to listen to them at all. Uh, and so that is the current state of affairs. Um, something could happen this legislative cycle, though I doubt it, uh, that basically says, yeah, this, this group of independent people can come together, draw maps based off of the population that they see, and they can certainly present it to the public, let the public look at it and say, yeah, I like this. No, I don't like this. But at the end of the day, originally, this group of people could actually say, this is what we propose, and you either need to say yes or no to it. Now it's, this is what we propose, and they go, that's nice. Here's what we're going to do anyway. So that's, that's kind of the state of affairs uh, as far as redistricting is concerned. So uh, it, it's better than it used to be, but not by a whole lot, to be perfectly honest. Well, my... Isn't it hard? It's going to get harder to read to gerrymander because of the population demographics. They've probably changed a lot in the last 10 years. And so to make a little jigsaw puzzle of this house goes into this district and this street goes into this district so that they're all Republicans or whatever. I feel like that's going to get harder and harder. And at some point they're going to have to just seed one little district to put all the liberals together. <laughs> Well, yes and no. I, you know, I think I think that there will there's a possibility that we'll get another house seat. I doubt it on the federal level, and it could be chopped to where it would be 
you know, one just solidly Democratic district and it would be Salt Lake City and maybe, you know, a little bit of South Salt Lake and that'd be it. And then the rest would be Republican. And that's certainly possible. But uh, at least on the last go around, there weren't quite enough Democrats to even allow that to happen. It was just one competitive area and then three that were solid. So I don't know. The nice thing is they have these really advanced computers that can literally do it by the household and chop and screw and do all of these things. It's it's still a messed up system. And it's I don't think it's going to get a whole lot better, to be perfectly honest with you. Well, speaking of chopping and screwing, I, uh, you guys have been together. <laughs> you guys have been together for eleven years. I was wondering where I was going. Was, <laughs> that was that was just a segue I couldn't pass up. Which question am I going to ask now that will work with that one? Speaking of chopping and screwing, <laughs> I. I have nothing else. We are sending, why are we sending Martin Luther King gifts to each other? Because today at the the time of recording is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It is. Curtis, what's your favorite Martin Luther King memory? <laughs> um, I don't have any personal memories of Martin Luther King. Uh, although, although here's a, here's the thing. So the Utah State Legislature, I have a thing for everything. The Utah State Legislature had to change their constitution because even before Martin Luther King and Martin Luther King Day, we had Human Rights Day. And we also had the start of the legislative session, which was always the third Monday in January. That's what the state constitution said back in 18 when it was written. Uh, And then there was quite, so it required a state constitutional amendment to change uh, uh, the start date. And there was a lot of redneck uh, lawmakers that did not like the idea of changing the legislative session start date to something besides Martin Luther King Day. And um, the the long story short was the rednecks lost. uh, And I think that's probably a good thing. But the compromise at the time was we won't call it Martin Luther King Day. We will call it Human Rights Day. And that was the compromise. We have Martin Luther King Day in Utah now. But so there you go. But I don't have any personal memories of Martin Luther King. I must admit. I think it should be Martin Luther King Week. Why are we boiling it down to one day? Because he's a black activist. and. We live in a very systematically racist America. (laughs) Okay, I just want a week off of work. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think that's really what it's going down to. But, yeah. Well, should we take a quick little break? Yeah, we should. Welcome back from our break. Uh, We're back with... We're, we're back with Curtis Herring, my my other half, and Jake here. We're talking about Utah politics. We're talking about politics in general. Uh, we left off about Martin Luther King Jr. and um, why Utah started to call it Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Why uh, we you can listen. You can rewind. You were just there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, so, Curtis and I, you might have just heard Jake's segue there. Uh, we've been together for 11 plus years. Curtis, I often tell people what I think the biggest difference in us have been uh, since we've been together politically. Um, we, I, If you've listened to the show prior, Curtis and I met because of politics. Um, I was very active in the Young Republicans of Utah. He was vice president of the Young Democrats of Utah. That's how we met. What is the biggest changes in each other that you've seen since we've been together? Well, um, I think, you know, in a lot of ways, I think that's a little hard to say. I've definitely seen uh, a moderation on both of our parts to a degree, or at the very least, maybe you've done a better job of shutting me up before I get too far in to, to something. I still have some, some crazy ideas. Well, not crazy, but fairly liberal ideas. You are pretty liberal. I just don't express them nearly as much as I used to when I was a younger man, I think is a fair statement to say. And then yeah. uh, for you, Jill, I, uh, you, and I think part of it is because of the world that we have also kind of existed in over the past 10 years where things kind of got crazy go nuts on, on the more Republican side and the more conservative side sure. of things. And, and I think that, uh, you and I think actually a lot of moderate uh, Republicans have wanted to walk away from that to a degree and not not assign themselves to those Antifa protesters that showed up on Capitol Hill disguised as, you know, MAGA hat wearing people. Um, I think so. I think there's been that that shift in you personally and with a lot of people of of. Yes, I still have some some conservative beliefs, and you do, you do, you absolutely do. But ooh, I don't have conservative beliefs. Yeah, do you really think I do? No, you do. <laughs> it's okay, you do. But at the same time, but at the same time, you're <laughs> rational about it. Um, you know, you you're rational about it, uh, and and I think that you're, I think that you have walked away from the structure of of the Republican wing and the right wing. Uh, Were you worried that I was going to vote for Donald Trump? No. <laughs> no, I don't, I was not concerned about that at all. Um, uh, well, well, at least famously within our household, we had a uh, interview with the Deseret News. Uh, oh, yeah, during, that's right. But that was Mitt Romney, Obama. Exactly. That was during 2012. Uh, and you know, we, you know, I had my Obama gear and you had Romney stuff and it was a different time. Uh, and, and I think that you still subscribe to that more Romney era and, and I have moved closer to that Romney era, but I think it's just because of how crazy some things have gotten. But I think that's kind of the, that, that I think has been the biggest change over the past 10 years is in some ways moderating, uh, each other and in some ways Mostly on my end, definitely not. So basically, you guys are the Utah version of James Carville and Marley Matlin. You know, I know if, if I Matlin. had a nickel, if I had a nickel, Jake. Oh, uh, that like all the time. Like people have, ugh, 
Yeah. We got a lot. But I think I think he's a little bit more he's a little less obnoxious than the Raging Cajun. So I I like this question, Curtis. Uh, who would you replace on Mount Rushmore? Who would I replace on Mount Rushmore? You'd have to yeah. replace one. If you had to replace one, and who would you replace it with? Can I replace all four and have it go back to the way it was? Because no. I think no. Because I think Mount Rushmore is a because I think Mount Rushmore is a giant tourist trap that was built by a member of the clan on uh, sacred land. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Uh, I think it was built on sacred land uh, from the Sioux people, uh, and Mount Rushmore acts as a giant fu to we stole all your land, and now here's a monument to the people that stole it from you. Sounds like someone hates America. I hate freedom. No, I just <laughs> listen. I I I love my country. I think Mount Rushmore is a monument to racism, uh, and I don't think people. Uh, I'll say it, man. I, I I do not. I've been, and also also, can we talk about how unimpressive it actually is? Have you ever been to Mount Rushmore? I I was just there last fall. I thought it was awesome. Really, really, because I think it is. Uh, it's a tourist trap that uh, is much smaller than than uh, uh, you think it is in your brain. You know what? Now I think about it, I kept, I kept hearing like a lot of people say it's a lot smaller in person, and I think it was you, Curtis, that that said that. So when I went there, I had really small expectations. I kept saying, "Well, I, you know, I think it's probably okay," but I hear it's really small and disappointing. But sure enough, if you drive up the highway and you're going around this corner and there it is. And it's like, whoa, there it is. And then for, your, for what your experience was at the Dull Pineapple Factory. Oh, God, the Dull Pineapple. Like, okay, I think the Dull Pineapple Factory is a fine example. Jake, follow me on this. Um, <laughs> I think it's important that I undersold Mount Rushmore to you because uh, of the Dull Pineapple Factory. Here's why. When when uh, Jill and I got married, our honeymoon was in uh, Hawaii, Honolulu. Uh, and before we left, uh, I I asked Jill's niece. Who was like nine at the nine, time. Nine or ten. I asked her niece, what should we do? Where should we go? And, and you know, just kind of making small talk. And, and Side note here, my niece is at this point have been to Hawaii. They, my, my sister has this love affair with Hawaii. So they would go twice a year somewhere around there. From yeah. birth. So I'm like, Oh, they know all the hot spots, and I'm trying to make good with the family that I just married into. So I say, where should we go? And they say the dull pineapple factory. Now me, I'm like, I'm picturing like this, how this, how it's made sort of television show thing where it's like, and the pineapple enters in from the field and then the machine comes down and chunks it up across and does all this. You know, I'm picturing like this big industrial thing that consisted of a gift shop. Elevator, Curtis. Gift shop and <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, gift shop and and decent pineapple ice cream and a bathroom 
that smelled like a bathroom, despite you thinking it would smell like pineapple. And, and so that is what I think. So it was built up in my brain, much like Matt Rushmore. And so for you to be underwhelmed initially helped you. Whereas I actually I think if the, if the bathroom smelled like pineapple, I would actually be more scared. Are we allowed to swear on the He show? goes into the bathroom and I'm like, Curtis, he goes, he goes, Jill, guess what the bathroom smelled like? And I'm like, what, babe? And he goes, I, I said, pineapple. And I he goes, no, well, I've been in a bathroom that smelled like pineapple and I don't think it was from pineapples. But you would think the dull pineapple factory <laughs> of all places, the dull pineapple factory should have a pineapple smell to it. Anyway, Matt Rushmore, gotta go. That's the background for you. Speaking of pineapples, Jill, why don't you tell everyone what's going on tomorrow? Oh, God. <laughs> My pineapples are getting whacked off. Jill is voluntarily getting her pineapple spliced, and we're going to try and live stream it from the hospital. No, we're not. <laughs> so, we I made a decision. My mother died from breast cancer. I have... Pineapples. <laughs> what would you prefer I call them? Melons? It's better. My cassava. My... Come Gazongas. <laughs> My breasts. I I am having a prophylactic mastectomy, a bilateral prophylactic mastectomy. Um, I opted to do this so that my chances of getting breast cancer are significantly reduced. Um, since age 18, I've had three biopsies, and the last one had some precancerous cells in it, and it just seemed like a much better option for me. It just, um, since I'm in there, we're going to go ahead and do a reconstruction at the same time, and we're going to go a significantly smaller size. I am four foot eleven, and my boobs have always been big, like double D big. Even when I was like super little, like 98 pounds, size C. I have never had small boobs. So we're we're going smaller. I don't think a lot of people do that these days, but I'm doing it. So I'm going to be a T-Rex. I can't put my arms like above my elbows for like six weeks and that's gonna be special for me because i talk with my hands a lot so that'll be interesting jake well, and i want to do a video shoot from the hospital it might be five minutes because i'll probably fall asleep for in it i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna be on a whether PC. that works is tbd but as the king of awkward segues, did I ever tell you what I wanted, like wh what a good name would be for a rural women's health clinic? What? It has to be rural in the country. And it has to be a women's health clinic. What? And it would be called Mams and Paps Health Clinic. 
<laughs> and the building would look like a Cracker Barrel. Jake. <laughs> I... <laughs> Why does that not exist? Oh. Chester drawers. Yeah, we were gonna we were gonna create a bar in Salt Lake called Chester Drawers. Jake and I have had some really good ideas over the years. We have, and I we talked about one of them in episode zero, the sweatpants with words on the butt that say things like jiggly and smelly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one passed us by. STDs. <laughs> now well, they, we were not in pre-lockdown. Uh, you could have had a billion-dollar idea there, but it just—it just. Oh, we've off. got another one that I think we need to do. I even talked to my dad about how to develop it, and he thinks that it would work. So Jake and I need to talk about that one. Ooh, teaser business idea. Yes, I can't wait. Fortune cookies, Jake. Think fortune cookies. Even I know the fortune cookie one, Jake. Come on. Oh yeah, I, yeah. That was that was a good idea too. Well, TM, 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 TM. You gotta you gotta watch your. Yeah, we yeah. need to save that one for a different episode. We're yeah. using up all of our good material in one show. So anyway, all right. So, so. Curtis, I have a question. Sure. Who is your favorite president, American president of all time? Of all time, can I split it between the two Roosevelts? Is this is because because I, I will allow it because they were, it? they were two of my favorites too. Yeah, like Teddy. That one actually surprises me, Curtis. Does it? I, well, yeah, I would have thought you would have said Obama. You know, don't get me wrong. I like Obama. Like I've got a poster of Obama like in my in my office, but. And I, and I like Obama, and he's definitely a top five. But no, like, here's the thing about Teddy. Um, we'll start with Teddy. Like, Teddy, trust buster, man. Like, really cared about the environment to the point that he created the national parks. Like, he didn't take it from anybody. He got shot during a speech and yep, kept no going. Like, he was, a, he was like the first badass uh, uh, president that we had, and he was good at it. He was never supposed to be president. He was supposed to be the vice president to make like the Northerners happy, uh, and then who was it? Not Buchanan. Um, yes, uh, died. Was 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 he assassinated? I think he was. Yeah, he was shot. Yeah, uh, and so all of a sudden, Teddy, who was supposed to be just this VP to make the Northern Richard rich people happy becomes president and he runs with it, man. And he doesn't take it from anybody. So like, so I love Teddy. He gets, he get he's, he's, he's so like out of sync with his party that his party kicks him out. Dude starts his own political party, has some success, doesn't actually make it, but the bull moose political party, bull moose party. Um, and, and like, Jill, do you know how old Teddy Roosevelt was when he became president? Oh, this will no. make you sad. <laughs> this will make you feel like shit. Tell me. He was 42. 42. Oh, I've yep. done nothing with my life. Youngest president ever, uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Oh. Can uh, I give an unpopular opinion? Okay. It's going to be way, in, way unpopular in this crowd. But actually, at one point in time, thought that Donald Trump had the possibility 
of being a Teddy Roosevelt type president, just based on the circumstances in which he got into politics and his IDGAF <laughs> attitude. Oh. Just saying, he had the possibility, but he sucked. So it never no, Jake, I'm not going to fight you on that one. I think you're, I think that's a fair at the time, right? Before we knew he was a Nazi. When he was coming down the escalator. I thought right. like, like Teddy Roosevelt, rough riders in Cuba. Yeah. Like, no, I'll give that one to you. I, I, at the time before we knew how big of a pile of crap he was. Uh, yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, and then uh, FDR, uh, FDR, being the good liberal that I am with the new deal and yeah. uh, just helping it, carrying the country through world war two out of the depression eventually. And, and uh, ultimately usher, well, ushering in, he didn't see the end obviously, but ushering in a piece that would last for quite some time uh, uh, with how he helped reconstruct Europe, I think was extremely forward thinking. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and so uh, yeah, so the two Roosevelts, those are my all-time favorite presidents. And Franklin Roosevelt's fond of doing impressions of. <laughs> That's true. Uh, story. When I was in D.C., uh, there was a, a – I went to the Smithsonian, and there was an exhibit called What Happened to Polio? Uh, and oh. <laughs> yes, it was at the Smithsonian. Uh, and they had a little section just about Roosevelt and how, like, they would hide it from the public and how, you know, they didn't really talk about it, but Roosevelt had polio. And there may, if Facebook or if MySpace was still a thing, there may be a photo of me in a wheelchair with the blanket over my legs and the big long cigarette holder. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Uh, so. When I run for president, that will probably pop up somewhere and I'll be in deep trouble. Curtis will never run for president because I don't want the skeletons in my closet <laughs> out. <laughs> so I said he can't ever run for public office. I actually think Trump paved the way for that to not be a thing anymore. I think yeah, now people it? can just be like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, Kill it was me. locker room talk. Nope. <laughs> don't want that to happen. <laughs> Curtis. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite thing about Utah? What's your favorite Utah thing? My favorite Utah thing. I got to go with lime jello. Now, um, you do like lime jello, though. I actually really kind of don't, but it just depends. Now, Utah. What? Utah. Are you whispering in his ear? He's not bearing his testimony. He's no, telling I'm not. The best <laughs> thing about Utah. So. And, I, and, I, and I'm trying not to make it political, but it, it is to a degree. Uh, and, and the reason I say that is, you know, being a Democrat in Utah, uh, you know, you go to these national conferences and you talk to people online and that sort of stuff. And you realize just how, not, and not politically necessarily, but just how unique Utah truly is. Um, there is an ethic and an ethos of, wanting to make things better, uh, to want to improve. Now, I don't always agree with how we go about that, but there is definitely this idea of Utah that it is to make the desert blue. And culturally, that speaks to me. 
and culturally that makes me think that Utah is something that is particularly special because we we are a state and a people that want to make things better. Uh, and and I don't always see that in my travels and I see a lot of selfishness and I see a lot of personal uh, come up and, and and just trying to beat out. And I'm not saying Utah or Utahns are perfect at that, but there's definitely a different attitude. Uh, and one of the things that I truly love about Utah, aside from it being home, is that there is that desire to make things better. Uh, and I think you see that in the people and the things that we do. Uh, and, and so that's why I love Utah. Uh, and that's why uh, Utah will always have a place in my heart. Utah is a pretty great state. What a great place to be. It's the land that I love. It's the something, something. Utah, this oh, is a <laughs> Well, on that note, Curtis, thank you so much for absolutely. Thanks for filling in. Program. You were an excellent guest. I appreciate it. You're sweet. Can I throw in one thing about the legislature and just kind of the process of, of how people can be involved? Oh, yes. Of yeah, so it's a weird year because of COVID, but I think it's also a uh, more accessible year because of COVID. Normally, you'd have to go up and you know, get in line and maybe a lawmaker will come out and talk to you. Uh, this year, it's much more virtual. It's much more digital uh, than it's ever been before. So find out who your lawmaker is. You can go to le.utah.gov, uh, type in your address, find out who your lawmaker is, and send them messages, send them emails. Uh, and we'll throw a link up on our Facebook page. There you go. Uh, and yeah, 45 days starting tomorrow. Uh, we expect probably a thousand plus bills to at least be considered. Uh, but because of COVID, it will be more accessible than ever. And, and people should really tweet, tweet your lawmakers, plenty of them on Twitter, uh, and, and just harass them. That's what they're there for. They work for you. So Can I just say something on that? A lot of them really do respond. Todd Weiler. Oh my gosh. He's my, he's our Senator. And he is surprisingly very open to suggestion and like, he's very receptive. I actually like him as a Senator. Take but advantage of it while you can before all of the social media cuts off everyone with conservative views from right. being able to exercise their free speech. Everybody could see Jake's face when he no. does this because we're not going to publish the video to this one. <laughs> so. This is the biggest shit eating granny ever saw. Politician <laughs> tweets out, hey, I think X people are should all you should break into X person's house and steal all their things and then Twitter bans them and then they get back on the news and they go, Man, that Twitter, they're biased against conservatives. Yeah. Uh, but I mean these laws affect you and affect you far more than you realize. Pay attention, find some things that you care about, bug your lawmakers. They work for you. And so le.utah.gov. And there, now uh, now I will hop off my soapbox. Well, Curtis, where can people find more about your personal rantings and ravings? And 
right now the biggest place, yeah probably right now the biggest place is uh twitter uh blue and red zion uh dot com or dot com at blue and red zion excuse me uh or ut pole capital that is capital with an o uh between those two it will be will be i'll, I'll be commenting and talking about the legislative session so if people want to bug me political capital uh twitter has a few different people that tweet so it's interesting to get their perspectives but they all kind of share similar core values on that one so we're we're on the same we're going the same direction down the street but we're in different lines it's true well thanks for having me on guys that's the end of our show. Thank you for listening to the Utah AF podcast. If you enjoyed our show, please share with a friend and leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. That helps get our show out and increase visibility. And when we do well, you do well. We have no idea what that means. Yeah, don't ask us to explain now. Please go ahead and follow us on social media. On Instagram, we're at Utah underscore AF. On Twitter, we're also at Utah underscore AF. Also, our website, Utah-AF. Send us your tweets. 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 Don't you say the other T word. So confusing. Getting all my twits. Anywho, you're awesome, AF. Thank you. Yes, thank you, AF.